And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Niedeveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode 224 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where winter has finally come. Yes, afraid so. Frigid temperatures. We got a smattering of snow, a lot of ice on the ground, and that's because we had a couple of days of just kind of solid rain and slush, and it all kind of froze into place. So um, not too bad, not too slippery, but it is nonetheless is properly winter now. So yeah, what do you do? Uh, Now we just have to wait for the big thaw in the spring. Anyway, I hope everybody had a very happy new year. Didn't do much myself. I don't usually go out and celebrate New Year's. This year, I just went around the corner to some friends' houses, and we did board game night and had uh, several of us over there. I think the the high total was about 10 people, but uh, mainly for the most of the evening, it was about five or six of us. But anyway, it, it was nice. It was a nice, quiet evening with friends, and that's the kind of thing you really appreciate uh, when you get to be old like me. But yeah, so happy 2016, everyone. I really hope that's a great year for everybody. All right, so we don't have a whole lot to talk about here at the top of the show, so we do have an issue of Ragnarok to cover, so let's move along with our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming And this week we are looking at Ragnarok number four, which came out in the summer of 2015 from IDW. Story art inks are by Walter Simonson. Coloring is by Laura Martin. And lettering is by John Workman. Cover shows Thor in pitched battle with the guy from the last issue's cover. Sort of troll-looking dude. And we see Thor with his hammer glowing, drawn up behind him. Getting ready to smash him. A very uh, classic sort of, of Simonson pose here. Thor about to beat up a troll. And uh, we open up to the splash page. The title of the story is The Troll's Dilemma, or The Village at the Edge of the World. And we see Thor. Basically, the splash is just a, a continuation of the cover. Thor has smashed the troll in the face with Mjolnir, saying... I never liked trolls, and sends him flying. Uh, troll bounces off the ground with a plowk, and it lands with a thump. And the troll's like, "Arg, kill you!" And Thor looks at him and says, "Really? This time you won't be getting up so easily." And Thor uh, smashes the troll again with his hammer with a bratchk. And that seems to have done away with the troll. And so Thor says out loud, done. And he's thinking to himself, I see the villagers have all disappeared into their shelters. 
I can't stay here to protect them, but there might be a way to help. Since even the dead seem interested in gold, it must still have some value in this dangerous new world. How much gold did the black elf carry with her, he thinks, and he checks the saddlebags. And, um, yeah, there's uh, nothing in the, the bag except for, looks like, dried apples, interestingly enough. And uh, Thor says, what's this? A saddlebag full of dried apples. Eden's apples of youth. Ah, Ratatosk, my small friend, I owe thee a thousand apologies. As I slept on my stone throne through all the years, you kept me alive with apple nectar, and I unaware. A stone god indeed. And he is uh, being snorted at by the horse. It seems to be alarmed by something. He turns around and is like, what? Again? And the troll has recovered from being smashed by Thor. And Sucker punches him from behind with a warracked. And sends Thor flying. And Thor's like, well struck, troll. But he lunges forward, knocks the troll down with an oomph. And he draws Mjolnir back to smash the troll's face in. And he's like, now let us end this once and for all. I told a drogger not two hours ago that when I kill the dead, they stay dead. And the troll says, glick, really loud. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I've never had that problem with the living before, says Thor. Perhaps the same solution will apply here. And he has the hammer drawn back and is crackling and is making a crackle sound effect. And you see lightning cascading all around the hammer. And the troll is like, spare me, great warrior. The villagers depend upon me for protection. If you slay me, they will be helpless. And that takes Thor a bit by surprise because the uh, troll's not talking dumb like most trolls do. You, you speak fluently. I'm centuries old, says the troll. Of course I speak fluently. Centuries, says Thor. You were present at the final battle with the gods? Uh, no, says the troll. Liar. Did you kill any of the Aesir or Vanir? Is there God's blood on your hands? I saw no gods, says the troll. They would have killed me in a trice. I slew a dozen of the Einherjar. The heroes from Valhalla were brave but reckless. It did no good. The heroes killed most of the other trolls. The troll wives fell. The troll kingdom was destroyed. I fled the great ruin and came here. I guard a village of feckless humans in return for food and shelter. They're undisciplined and worse. Not a weapon among them and little heart. Their elder encourages them to leave their security in the hands of another. Me. Against the dead who sailed on the hell ship. Fire is the only way to destroy them. The forest shields us, but to fell more trees nearby would expose us. And the dead wood is all gone, cleaned out for miles around. Those who venture too far don't come back. It's no life for a troll. Perhaps you should kill me. And he looks down all ashamed like, Do not tempt me, says Thor. And all of a sudden there's a scream. Eee! And a woman comes running. You may be saved the trouble, says the troll. And we see the uh, the undead are approaching upon the village, the draugr here. And they're saying, uh, revenge, 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 revenge. They're all saying revenge. Word travels fast among the dead, says the troll. They have warned that you slew Drang. The draugr I killed, says Thor, their leader. Now, thanks to you, the Nair have masked as never before. 
and there's a, this huge army of dead people encroaching on the village here. I think this time it will not end well. Go while you can, warrior. You and your beast should be able to break out. They won't catch you. And Thor's surprised by that. You would still defend the village despite what you said? These villagers and their fathers and their fathers before them have fed me and kept me alive. I gave my word generations ago. I'll not break it now. And we see the dead approaching ever closer, marching onward. And Thor has an idea. He says, hold, perhaps I can devise another outcome. Take shelter, mortals. And the humans all go fleeing into their houses. And Thor's like, stand back a ways, troll. And there's a, like a, a screaming, I'm a little out of practice, says Thor. And he raises up Mjolnir, and there's this, this huge lightning burst, like like nothing we've seen before. And it uh, says, uh, Kabao Hwaum. <laughs> it's just like this huge explosion of lightning, or fire, or something. And they go out uh, the gates of the, the uh, village, and all of the army of the dead are just gone. They're just dissolved and burnt up and, and dead, dead. And there are weapons laying around, and the um, the two of them, the troll and Thor, go, go wandering outside the gates of the village. And they see, basically, yeah, the, this armor and weapons just kind of scattered around the ground. And Thor says, now you have weapons, gather them. And the humans are like, we dare not. All weapons are cursed, the elder's words. What? says Thor. It's true. To touch them is to explode in fire. We've all seen it. And Thor sighs, and he picks up a sword, and he throws it to one of the guys. He says, catch. And the guy's like, no. And the woman screams, eagle. And he catches the sword, and nothing happens. And he says, I'm I'm not burning. Of course not, says Thor. Come on, troll. I would meet this elder who teaches of the curse of weaponry. And we shift scenes to elsewhere. We see the husband of Braunia, and he's got Dripa on the back of the water horse, and they are coming to a village here with their uh, other water horse and see um, talking to his daughter. In her quest for the stone god, your mother planned to come here, Drifa, seeking knowledge and assassins. Let us see what we can learn. And they go into the village, and he's like, A moment, good man. I seek my wife, a black elf who would have come to town recently. Have you seen her? And the man is like, What? No, no, I've seen no one. I'm searching for my wife, and you have the insolence to lie to me. You and all that is yours will be barren from this day forth, a gift of the people of peace. And the uh, guy just kind of drops, and there's a woman there. She's like, Eileen! The the woman is, is all angry, and she's like, You! You dare damage my man like that when you seek your own wife! And the man's like, Oh, Venny, no! It isn't enough that the gods are dead, or that the pestilence is everywhere, and children like my own are stillborn, that there are those in this town who would kill a man merely for speaking with a black elf. You stand proudly with a child who is clearly your daughter, and yet you have the cruelty to spread your barren touch to those who least deserve it, who are trying just to stay alive. You should hang your head in shame. 
And the uh, dark elf thinks about it and he realizes, well, she's kind of right. And he's like, forgive me, mistress. My fear for my own wife has robbed me of my finer judgment. What's done is undone. And he lifts the spell on the human. So apparently the, the guy's not going to die or whatever. I perceive that heartaches are not merely the purview of immortals. And perhaps mine is the lesser between us. I cannot work miracles, he says to the woman. But you and your good man have my blessing, such as it is these days. And perhaps the barrenness of your days will be over. And he does a little gesture where he touches her lips with his thumb. And uh, she bows to him. She's like, oh, my lord, your wife entered the bar directly behind you not a fortnight ago and departed with a dozen assassins. I cannot look. They will kill me for even saying so. And the elf is grateful. Thank you, mistress. I think you need not trouble yourself in the future about the patrons within. But you and your man should go now. And he goes off into the uh, the bar. And he's like, uh, stalking off. And the little girl's like, Papa? He's like, wait here with Fury, Drifa. So the, the water horse is named Fury, apparently. They must have seen that old uh, TV show. And so we just see the, the doors of the bar swing shut and doesn't look like there's any sound or anything coming out. And we see Drifa standing there with the water horse. And uh, presently her father comes back out and he's cleaning a sword with uh, a cloth. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that obviously had a little bit of trouble in there. And uh, the father says to her, the dwarves are next, Snowflake. We ride for the nearest Dverger gate. And they get on the horse, and they go riding off. Uh, we then shift scenes to uh, the village elder in the village that Thor saved. is being protected by the, the troll. And they have arrived at the house of the elder, and this is a decrepit old man laying in a bed. And Thor is like, you are the village elder? Yes, very elder. <coughs> I'm told you have saved us. Thank you, my lord. What's this I hear about cursed weapons, says Thor. I've seen it myself, my lord. Fire consuming any here who touched them. Very disturbing. But what could have? And he uh, smells something, uh, something probably a little familiar here. I smell brimstone in this room, says Thor. It's you. You are full of fire. Yes, in mortal form I am vulnerable to mortal weapons, so I counseled that they be destroyed. It was so easy to burn a few villagers at the right moment, an effective demonstration. But thanks to you, my redemption is at hand. My exile in this godforsaken village is over at last, and we see that the old man is transformed, and he is a uh, some sort of a demon. And he's got this big long nose, and he's on fire, basically. <laughs> he's red, a very uh, devilish-looking uh, sort of individual. And he, as he's speaking, he's turning red, and the bed is catching on fire. For I have learned something that will shake the foundations of the Dusklands. <laughs> and uh, he, he just kind of takes off like the human torch or, or something, just flying up uh, through the ceiling of the house and is leaving fire in his wake. 
And Thor uh, rushes outside with the troll, and he's like, outside, quickly! And the troll's like, what? One of the lesser fire demons of Muspelheim, says Thor. I will carry home the news that the gods are not all dead, says the demon. He has grown really, really large, and so he's like this giant, and he's got all these spikes and kind of big spiky armor with a big W on his chest. Uh, That's kind of what it looks like anyway. But only after I burn this place to the ground and obliterate it forever. And he's floating above the village, and there's fire cascading off of him. And, I, and just beautiful color work here, where we've had this very subdued you know, sort of blues and grays. And, and now everything is all red and orange because of uh, the fire demon. And he's flying up above the village with a whoosh. And he takes off like the human torch into the sky, laughing. <laughs> And Thor raises his hammer up and starts to rain. Uh, I guess uh, he has to summon a rain to uh, keep the village from burning down. That's what it looks like he's doing. And so there's a big storm, and it's just uh, you know quenching all the fires. And Thor says, I am not yet ready to reveal my presence in this world. My eyes are not those of my brother Heimdall's, but they are sufficient to my needs. You should have been less boastful and less fiery says Thor, and he uh, hurls like a big, uh, well, he hurls Mjolnir up towards the uh, the demon, and um, I don't know, it looks almost like a globe of water, sort of, but I guess it's supposed to be lightning, it's hard to tell. And he hurls it right at the demon, and there's like a, a momentary uh, pause as he waits for hit to hit the target, and apparently the hammer strikes the demon, there's this huge fiery explosion, and it's like big Nova sort of thing up in the sky. And Mjolnir comes thapping back to his hand. And the troll is uh, looking at him and, and Thor turns around and he's like, he's like, what are you like? What are you looking at? And he's like, yes. Are you who I think you are? Says the troll. Probably, says Thor. But should any ask in passing, tell them simply that the stone god was here. Now, you there, says Thor, to the to the humans. Gather up the weapons. Bring them to the village green. And so the humans all gather, and so Thor's like, I am ashamed of you. You let yourself be galled by a fire demon. You depend on a troll and a passing wayfarer to save you. You must learn to save yourselves. The troll will teach you of weapons. Learn his lessons. You trust each other. Stand together or die. Javok will teach us, asks one of the humans. Ouch, says one of the people. He picks up the sword and cuts himself or something. I don't know. <laughs> and Thor's talking to the troll. You got your work cut out for you. I teach them hard. They learn fast. Ha! And um, Thor, yeah, he's gone back to talking like a troll. Why do you persist in that speech pattern, asks Thor. Villagers mind better if they think great power allied with greater stupidity. I didn't know trolls came with a sense of humor, says Thor. I didn't know stone gods could talk without a lower jaw. It's a trick, says Thor. Here, I have something for you. Eat this, it'll help. And the troll is like, I prefer something fresher. Just this one, says Thor. Now I must go. Where? Where away, says the troll. There is much I need to learn about this world. I must find Mimir's well of wisdom, says Thor. The well lost. 
Great ruin change everything. Nevertheless, I must find it, says Thor, and he jumps up on the back of the water horse. If anyone knows it's dwarves, they create Verger Gates, says the troll. And it looks like he's getting ready to eat this little slice of apple. The what? asks Thor. You have been gone a long time. Iron Gate a day's ride yonder. You see glow. But need gold. The dwarves very strict. Very greedy after all these years. I'm sure we can come to an arrangement, says Thor. Goodbye, Javak. Well met. Well met, Thunderer, says the troll. And Thor goes riding off on the water horse. And one of the humans is like, Who was that Draugr? That no Draugr. That was the Stone God. And we have the to be continued. And that is Ragnarok number four. Now, keep in mind, folks, next week we are actually going to uh, be having a uh, myth because it is our ninth episode. So, of course, we'll have a reading from Norse mythology. And, of course, we'll be coming back after that to continue on with the Ragnarok series. Now, I do have a few uh, words of review here, but we'll have that right after this. Do you have unexplained mood swings? Do you have difficulty communicating with others? Do you exert a fishy odor? Do you experience undue aversion to flames or revulsion of bonfires? Have you suffered from long periods of amnesia or unexplained blackouts? Do you like to toot your own horn, speak of yourself in Shakespearean tones, or sound like Dean Warmer in Animal House? Are you a sociopath? Have you senselessly slaughtered innocent undersea creatures? Is your family tired of every vacation having to be to the beach or on a cruise ship? Do you have a secret collection of green fish scale speedos? Then you may identify with the subject of our new podcast, Imperious Rex, Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader. Longer than a whale, he can swim anywhere. He can breathe underwater and go flying through the air. Atlantis is the Prince of the Deep. Join us each week as we review the next installment from Prince Namor, The True Submariner's Adventures in Tales to Astonish, starting with the quest in issue 70 and moving forward through the Silver Age of Marvel Comics. Check out our blog at serialsurfaceinvaders.tumblr.com for a new show every two weeks or so and a steady stream of ridiculous aquatic content. And please, if any five or more of the above conditions apply to you, Seek professional help. And we are back. So I don't have a whole lot to say about the issue. I'll be honest. I've been talking about the last few issues, and I've had pretty much the same things to say about all of them. Really good story. Gorgeous, gorgeous artwork. That's what it is. I like the fact that Thor is now getting a sense that the world is not the same as it used to be. There's a lot of things that have changed, and here we have a village being protected by a troll, a village of humans, no less. Now, that's interesting. I mean, that was a major status quo shift. So if nothing else, Ragnarok really, really shook everything up. Now, I'm, I'm really looking forward to his visit to the dwarves because that'll be awfully interesting as well. You know, what are they up to? Why are they creating the Draugr gates? I don't know. Uh, obviously, they have some kind of an agenda here. And um, yeah, and, and maybe we'll learn a little bit more about Thor's secrets as well and and. I, I think it's great. I think this is re- moving along really nicely, as it were. And I, I, I expected to like the series. I have not been disappointed. Of course, any uh, any 
book that I've read by Simonson, I'm bound to like. I mean, I, I just generally like most of his stuff. Interesting how um, the artwork has changed even during the course of this of the series. One thing I've noticed, and I've noticed it a lot in this issue, is that he tends to be very, very sketchy, and he's his figures are more stylized for the sort of background characters. They're, they just kind of are there and they're filling space as far as, as the artwork is concerned, but they're not very distinct. So we have almost stick figures in the background. And then he has these close-ups on the characters where they're very, very detailed. And he's always done that. This is something that, that was common to his style even back when he was doing Thor at Marvel in the, in the 80s. But in this case... I think it's become even more so. I think that that's part of the development of, of Simonson's art style as we've continued on. And uh, it works. I mean, generally speaking, uh, he's definitely working in a more stylistic uh, style than he was back back in the 80s. And you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that his sense of, of composition is still as amazing as it ever was. And it, it looks great. I mean, the, the, all the issues look great. All right, so that's about it for this week. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. If you want to contact the show, please feel free to do so. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Facebook. Just look for us over on Facebook and you will find us. Join the group, chat with us, talk to us on Twitter, uh, find us on all the uh, aggregators for uh, podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We would really like hearing from you. And uh, if you're out and about and on iTunes and you download us from there, please give us a rating. That helps other people find the show as well. And with that, I'm back through the Draugr gate back to the land of the dead, I guess. <laughs> and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.